0: I'm John Perry. I'm Ted Cupper. And this is Constellation, making the graphic novel. Join us
1: as we build an original science fiction world.
0: All right, everybody. Welcome back. Ted, how are you doing?
1: I'm okay. How are you, John?
0: I'm good. Uh, We are going to quickly skip past Media Club today because we don't have anything new to talk about, but we both started a show. Right. And uh, we are one episode in. You want to set up what this is, Ted?
1: Yeah. So I started watching this French show that's on Netflix. It's called Osmosis. And uh, I will sort of warn our listeners that I think it's got a slightly goofy premise, but I still think at least both of us thought the world building and the speculation aspects in the first episode were good enough to keep watching. So what did you hear it uh, described as, John? I thought that was funny.
0: Uh, someone online said it was like a Black Mirror episode that doesn't hate technology. There you go.
1: Yeah. So that sounds like something we'd like. Yeah. So if you want to watch, uh, that series, um, in the next week or so, we will probably discuss it, uh, next time we, uh, get together. I'm going to see if I can burn through it. That's Uh, right. So
0: if you want to follow along, listener, uh, go ahead and watch it. We cannot vouch that it is good, but, uh, it's at least in this, like, realm of topics we like to talk
1: discuss here. Yeah, yeah, definitely in genre for us. uh, Whether or not it's a good one, I'm not sure, but there were at least some aspects of the first episode that were interesting, I would say. All right, we can move on. I mean, last episode was a big milestone. You know, we really uh, uh, managed to nail down, I think, our natural science rules for now, and I think we can kind of move into something different now that hopefully will be more exciting for you guys listening and I'm I'm looking forward to it myself, uh which is trying to um talk a little bit about our plot.
0: That's right. Yeah. I mean we've alluded to this, but we have uh an actual A plot line uh that has that we figured out a while ago that we know we want to tell in this world with a character and a goal and all of that stuff that, that you need. Right. Uh so you know, we're going to try to anchor things, ground them a little bit more. I'm sure if you've been listening to this, it's it's all seemed very, very abstract, and it certainly has been. So uh, we're going to take today's episode to discuss what we've got of the plot so far. Maybe, maybe leaving out the ending?
1: Yeah, just- I think we'll just leave out that because uh, we know where we're going with that, but I don't think it's important to what we need to do now.
0: Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We're going to try to not spoil our own ending, but given that this is a behind the scenes podcast, it, it, I, I'm not going to hold my breath too much. It may, it may end up getting spoiled. Fair enough. Uh, so, so yeah. So uh, there's also a, you know, a short story that I wrote a little while ago that kind of sketches this out, uh, uh, that we can use somewhat as a touchstone for talking about this. Although many of these details are bound to change. Right. Um, but uh, I think, bottom line, our main character, you know, has to be someone for whom this constellation world, this, in some ways, wonderful world of, of post-scarcity, where you can, can be a god of your own uh, little private planet, uh, has to, you know... He, Our character cannot be satisfied in that world, right? Like, this is a story. They've got to have conflict. This has got to be someone who's kind of at odds.
1: Right, right. Sort of in the same vein as what we did in Let Go, we want to focus the story on the person who's going to be most sort of, you know, dramatically conflicted or dissatisfied with their situation and willing to thrash for something else uh, in this world. So, of course, there are going to be a lot of people who are quite content, but those aren't the people we're going to focus our story on. Um, we want to focus on the people who, who find it difficult. And, uh, so the story that you wrote, uh, those years ago and that we've discussed various versions of over the years, uh, lays out a basic structure here that I think is valuable to maybe start with.
0: Yeah. And I thought we could maybe start with like that character and sort of what they want. Okay.
1: Sure. So, right. That makes sense. So, uh, the character that we're thinking about is somebody who is engaged in the kind of uh, attention and status economy of this of this of the constellation and so they are trying to actively trying to make worlds and attract people to them
0: that's right yeah i mean you know again the kind of person who drops out and stays in their home world uh that could be interesting in its own way but that's not this character this is a this is you know an active Personality and someone who really wants these scarce things like attention and uh, status, but is kind of failing to get them. I think that's important too, right? Because right. that's you know that's what makes them unhappy at the start of the story uh, and makes them them striving to change things.
1: Right. They're finding that competing for these scarce things is actually really difficult, and they keep losing, and their you know their long bets keep coming up short.
0: Right. Um, and so, you know, one of the ways that you can gain status in this world, uh, or I should keep saying world, but which is confusing in this universe, uh, is to build worlds, right? Right. Um, and that may even be the the main way, you know, uh, because, you know, everything happens at this sort of unit of, of a world, right? We, uh, We talked about how, even if you wanted to say, be a filmmaker, right? Right because there's no interworld communication the way we've designed things now. Right. Uh making a film really just means, you know, making a world, right, that has a film in it. So, so you know, the main sort of form of art and production and creativity uh, you know, as well of as the main kinds,
1: kind of like economic op- That's right. A- activity too. The, the 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 same goes for like a company. If you wanted to build a company, you'd basically make a world. That's right um
0: uh right and and so we've talked about the money world right so there's you know there's probably you know kind more like they would feel more like entrepreneurs right that are trying mm -hmm. to build a you know a world maybe that fulfills some useful function like creating a currency or you know being uh the constellation's uh post office or something we've sort of touched on that I, i think right we were leaning towards this character being uh, maybe more of an artist type, but uh, sure, that's actually up for grabs. I think like we could change that. Um, yeah,
1: and the distinctions there might blur too, because all these people are world designers at, at a certain level, uh, and they're all trying to uh, attract traffic. I mean, it's also similar to like making a website. You know, it's analogous to making, uh, you know, a, a web application or a, or a phone app. Because you're yeah, trying a, to attract yeah. people to go onto your service to instantiate their uh, mind files in your world and live by your rules and uh, you know add to your network effects.
0: I mean, it's somewhat analogous maybe to, you know, trying to have a a startup company during, you know, uh, you know, the early days of, of one of these network technologies when there was kind of a gold rush and, and, you know, some people were really striking it rich and a lot of people weren't, we're just trying and failing. Sure. Uh, or, or, you know, like the sort of the arts community in general, you know, if you're trying to start a band or something, it's like a very, it's like a long shot thing. There's really strong network effects. Right. Uh, but you're trying to climb that ladder by you know generating something that that people that people want, right? Um so our so our main character is playing that game. I mean, the idea is that if you make a if you make a world that is in demand, um then you can, you know, maybe you uh, that's sort of like your leverage, right? So, I mean, maybe uh <laughs> immediately this actually becomes like something we need to sort of game out a little bit, right? Because it's like alluded to in the story, but right? Like let's say let's say I make a world that becomes popular, right? Okay. So obviously there's some just like natural status that accrues to me, right? Like right. just by virtue of the fact that I've made something people like. Right. Right? But then there's also maybe some leverage in the sense that like you could you could lock up the world Um, eventually and, or like make it more exclusive. Right. Right.
1: right. Or you can give advanced privileges to certain people and, um, not give them to others.
0: Right. Right. Uh, and you can sort of like use like, you know, I'll give you a VIP pass to this world in exchange for you give me a VIP pass to some other world. Right. So you could start like bartering that way. Sure. Um, in fact that would probably make more sense i think generally like the way things seem to work uh these days like effectively is that you know most things are like free to play or free to use free to sign up right it's more like there's a premium tier and a free right. tier right? right so probably that would be more the model um but you know i mean uh, you could I imagine you could do it any way you wanted i mean also to the extent that there's a if there's a money world that we should talk about, if that actually is around and and reasonably well adopted, uh, by the time our story starts, then you know you could be literally trying to chase actual currency. Sure. Um, you know, by say like charging to enter or charging to get uh, premium access. I sure. Think,
1: but then you'd still be buying these other non-scarce or these other scarce things. So you'd be buying uh, status or attention or something somewhere else with that money. That's uh, right. So yeah, I mean yes, that's true the money world could be mediating this stuff. But I don't think it changes it that much. You're basically getting access, information, uh VIP status, um maybe literal additional powers in certain worlds like, you know, normal people who come to this world cannot fly, but VIPs who come to this world can fly. For example, you know. So it's a better experience and in order to do that, you have to share some access to something that's equally valuable because uh, or pay the amount of money that's equivalent to that uh because of course what else do you have that's a value right right
0: uh, but it, it all starts with designing a world that somebody that people are, care about right that people are interested in right so this is what our main character is spending uh you know their days doing uh, and in the story, they also had a partner they're working with, which I, you know, probably makes sense to keep that because we need more characters, right? Yeah, <laughs> to, right. To and to well, It's out. a
1: conflict between them. Yeah. Because really, the status quo in the story starts was it would be like that this main character, or the way that it was in your previous version, was that, uh, this me, you know, this main character has basically just dissolved their partnership, uh, with this uh, other person they were building a world with and the world that they built has kind of become uh, you know it's it's in it's not avoidable any longer the obvious is is uh true it is a failure and so this character is trying to figure out well what am I gonna do now
0: that's right yeah like their their like last you know startup attempt or whatever you want to call it has just crashed and burned right, right? including the partnership along with it right. Um, so, so So I think that's a good
1: place to start our story. Like just dramatically, that's a place where there's conflict. We know sort of what's going on. The character is in crisis. It's an exciting place to begin.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, the next move that we ultimately want to get towards, and there's a few different ways to get our character there, is that, you know, what's symbolic for this character of, of making it? Right, I think like it's it's helpful to have that, right? Like yeah. uh you, you know, that's always like a vague thing like have you made it or not, right? But like it, for story purposes, I think we were thinking there's, you know, an exclusive club, maybe right. there's a couple exclusive clubs that this character is aware of that like to them making it would be getting welcomed into that club,
1: right? Right, right. And this is part of the culture thing, by the way. We have to come back and discuss what the meaning of club is here. But Uh, there is some kind of organization or world that is really high status that this person wants to get into the exact specifics of it. We got to figure out, but um, that's right. We're just calling it the club right now. And we're sort of thinking of it in our mind as being somewhat similar to like the, uh, what are they called in the social network? You know, the Harvard uh, final clubs or whatever they're called, you know, the like uh, they're like, their equivalent of frats. It's a little bit like a frat, you know, something like that, some kind of like exclusive, elite, but purposeless institution, or or purposefully opaque institution. Right, it might
0: be a little bit crossed with like a secret society, like yeah, a maybe like bones a, or right, something. a
1: Freemasons. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. where you
0: don't know, like since it's exclusive, you don't know what happens inside there and people can speculate like, oh, they, you know, all these really powerful people in the constellation are part of this club. So, you know, who knows like what worlds they can go to and, you know, what what privileges and permissions like they might have, right? Right. Um. So that you know, the, you might see them as like kind of these like Illuminati like figures from the outside. Now maybe that's all hot air, right? And right,
1: and- right. There could be rumors that they have very like taboo permission sets, right? Like, you know, I don't know what the taboos would be, but there'd be some things that would be just beyond the pale culturally, right? And well, like, like if
0: there was a money world that everybody used, right? Right. Like maybe they have like you know the the ability to just like print like money whenever they want it or something. I mean that's a crude example, but like there could be right, shared right. worlds where they have permissions that you know seem would seem totally unfair to everyone else. Right, if they right. Knew.
1: Because the owner of money world is a member of the secret club, so he's you know his membership fee was like I will give you all you know basically a free money pass.
0: Right. Or something
1: like that. That's a very, that's a cool story. I like that story. We should come back to that.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah. So we'll need to like, and actually part of the goal of today, I think, is to like flag some questions that we'll come back to on future episodes and and develop, right? So I've written down a couple actually already. So one is like, is there a money world? Is that even a factor here, right? Um, Or is this just being done for you know status in the more like vague sense. Right. Um how do clubs work and what clubs exist and specifically what is the club, right, uh
1: that this Mean meaning the club that is the sort of symbol of making it to our main character.
0: That's right. The yeah, uh, yeah. so we should understand clubs in general and but we should also know like the details of this particular club that they're interested in. Right. Um so in the story I wrote after his you know world project with uh, his partner crashes and burns he sort of decides well you know maybe i'm not a creator right or maybe or maybe this is sort of an indirect route like what i want is to you yeah
1: know, or maybe it's a rigged game you right maybe there's so much network effects at this point that i can never beat the biggest worlds i mean that's something we've talked about you know,
0: sure. Maybe he's proud of his his art, but he thinks like, you know, like there's, you, you, you can't make it unless you have the connections. Right, right, right. right. Like, and uh,
1: maybe that's somewhat, we portray that ironically, maybe that's how he feels about it. But maybe the partner or somebody else has a feeling of, you know, you just weren't good enough or you weren't working hard enough or something like that. And yeah, but I like the idea that he's looking for a next thing to do. He doesn't want to just make another world the same way. He wants to try to do an end run and he, and he tries something kind of bold. Right.
0: Yeah. So he decides. Well, look. If I what I want to do is, I want to get into the club, which I'll call it for now. Right. Um. You know, I've I've always heard that the club is is sort of like invite only, right? That you have to do something really impressive to get in. But I've never actually just you know gone to them gone, directly and just gone sort to of their like lobby begged and to, just
1: tried to log in or whatever. Just
0: begged to get in, right? Right. Um, right. Now maybe. I, maybe that makes sense or maybe not, but that's how that is in the story. So right. he does like, yeah, he just basically teleports to their, their, their main like club world, which, you know, you're sort of granted access automatically with the default pass. Right. But you get just dropped into a lobby, of course, like we've discussed. Right. Um, And he, you know, goes up to the concierge at the lobby and says, you know, I'd like to join. <laughs> right. right. Let me in. Uh, what do I have to do? Uh, And, He does not get, you know, immediate. Well, actually, so I I think we're thinking that he maybe does initially get told, look, you know, you can't uh, you can't join. It's invite only. You know, you know that this is this is invite only.
1: That's their official line. That's what they tell everybody. That's their official
0: line. Right. But he sort of pushes past that. Right. right? And then they say, well, okay, you know, I think we're going to have you talk to like a club representative now. And he's kind of surprised that he actually like makes it to this sort of second step now, where and this introduces a third character, right? Who's our club rep, right? Who is you know essentially going to be putting our main character through what seems like a, a series of hazing.
1: Well, that's the thing. Is this rituals. is this is now introduces the the big broad structure of the story you wrote, which I've always liked, and I think is going to be like the spine of our eventual comic book, which is that it's a uh you know trials of hercules style um uh structure where the, he's going to come out the club representative is going to meet this guy he's going to be like all right your you know your enthusiasm impress me or whatever and here is the uh here is the incredibly difficult thing you must do if you actually want to join this club and it is basically a series of trials and the specifics of the series of trials I don't think, you know, we have yet because there's a version of it in the story, but I think we'll have to redesign that for the world. Uh, but anyway, that's, they're a series of increasingly difficult trials and each one of them involves this guy going into some world somewhere and figuring out some, uh, way of getting around the rules. Um, and that's going to be a fun, I think, structure for, you know, exploring this world and exploring the rules of the world and how they work and how, you can have uh, these types of rules and still have, you know, surprising outcomes. Um, And then there is a final uh, trial that is the hardest one. Uh, And I think we can say what it is, right? I think we should say what it is. So the final trial is that he is uh, told that in order, he's already made it through all the other trials. He's doing very good progress in order for him to make it into the club uh, he must somehow kill somebody.
0: That's right. Which is of course we've established is is very difficult in this world because uh, you know, death defaults to off. I don't think we I think we define it slightly differently now where it's like the mercy setting. Uh, right. Uh in order know, to be the, killed
1: and not just ejected, you have to set a series of settings a particular way that are rarely set up on any world. Number that's one That's right.
0: You need to, you, I think it's, you have to have regeneration of the avatar set to off, and then you have to have uh, the mercy setting set to delete, right? Which basically means... Rather that than eject, right. That your avatar will not regenerate itself, and if your avatar is sufficiently destroyed, that your mind file literally gets deleted. And so this is, you know, this set of rules together might be, you know, sort of lumped together as like, considered like a natural death setting overall when you combine these multiple settings right um that might be like how people speak about this and again this would be you'd assume this would be pretty rare um other than you know people that have religious reasons for doing it that way or you know strange thrill seekers um or say this you know, <laughs> or yeah
1: yeah so some people do uh, engage in this. And I think our main character will have to do some research into that and discover some of maybe those stories. Um, which is another thing we should come back to It'd be interesting to have him kind of hear the stories of murder in the constellation. Um, but anyway, uh, this character must ultimately do it. And we are going to take you through, uh, his attempt to do that. And then it will, uh, you know, he'll either do it or not. And that's the end. But, um, but I think the uh yeah that's like the basic structure of the story
0: well and I think in in the uh, uh, short story I had three trials which I still feel with the third one being this like you know this grand one of like having to kill somebody right which I, I I still think three feels like a totally fine number for that right three's a good
1: number I mean uh it can be more than three. I don't think it can be fewer. I think three is the smallest number that feels like a set. Um, right. But if we can come up with four great ideas, I think four trials is fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think three is great. And I mean, the the exact things that they were in the story were more suited to maybe the medium of a story. So we'll have to go through those and figure out what we think are the best trials. Um, but, uh, you know, I do like the idea that they are escalating in some way. And I think well, that the, is portrayed.
0: Well, interestingly, the, the some of the trials that I had in the story would no longer work with our natural science rules, right? Oh, Because right, right. I think the first one was very simple, right? And probably too simple because uh, <laughs> maybe just it was easy to write, right? But the first one was <laughs> uh, he he's, you know, the club rep is like, you know, give me, you know, three like great tips for like awesome worlds I don't know about. Right,
1: right, right,
0: right. Um our three addresses is what we would call that now. Right. Um So actually I guess that would still work. Um I mean I guess we have this something that we're going to keep running into is like since we don't have the interworld communication and you can't really bring stuff with you between worlds. Right. I guess you'd have to actually memorize these addresses, right? Or some kind of like moniker.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, it depends if you if you visited to it and you can talk to your exact right can't you just say to the exact like tell him or tell his exact the name of this thing or tell it to me and then i'll just say it like right after you or something you can sort of use the exacts like knowledge of your history to to make yeah, the work, the
0: right the exec might have like something like a simple browsing history in it That's just like a list of worlds you visited in chronological order and yeah just because it
1: should be able to figure out like take me to the world that i went to three worlds ago or take me to the world that i went to that had the fountains or you know what i mean like you should be able to describe something to it and have it take you there so seems like it should also be able to say the name of it to you in a human understandable format yeah you know, whether that's like a bit.ly address or just a series of letters and numbers or, you know, a google.com type address or whatever. I mean, we can, yeah, con, you know.
0: Okay. So, so I guess that would still be possible. And, you know, I don't know, actually, maybe this isn't like an impossible idea that we could use. We'll have to decide if we want to, but yeah. And so in, in, in the story, he just has to give his three, you know, best tips and like part of the what happens there is that you know, again this guy considers himself an artist right uh and he right. feels like he's like you know because he's consumed himself with trying to make like these innovative worlds right so the three that he cares about and thinks are you know really interesting you know uh are are sort of very artsy and when he like sort of gives them to the 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 club rep the club rep sort of seems like unimpressed right and right. like Get the impression that like maybe like the club refs tastes are not at all aligned with the with our main characters, um, but a lot of that I think comes out of internal stuff that wouldn't work as well in comic
1: books. Also, so um, we may have I, to portray that differently. Maybe they have to actually visit them, or you know, I was just thinking while you were talking, a, a slight tweak on that that might work might be um, maybe he wants him to find maybe it's the only even one uh, address that he needs, but a world that they have no knowledge of like that. The club doesn't have in the club's directory because right. Because like there's
0: well, yeah, I mean, I think they might be
1: like mapping the world. That might be one of the things they're doing inside the club world, mapping the constellation and, you know, figuring out where they have advanced privileges or something. And, uh, that, so get, it, it, it might be a more specific thing that he's looking for maybe it's not just a cool world but like maybe it has to be a cool world that they don't have any info on or that they don't have access right. to. right or maybe or
0: it's or maybe it's cool in a specific way right yeah, it maybe has maybe like that. other like it can't just be you know because we talked about like you know maybe every like uh mushroom has a home world somewhere right like i mean there's there's all these Worlds. Right, although those would not be
1: accessible probably to you unless you could describe the mushroom so specifically that the exec would know which one you were talking about. But you I
0: could guess. describe, like, you know, the oak tree that used to be in your front yard, like, right, before right. the transition. So, like, so that may not I mean, be a
1: valuable world to them, but, but right. maybe part of the criteria is not being in their directory is basically what i was thinking um, yeah
0: I, I think that would be definitely one of the criteria plus something like cool but maybe more precise than that uh, maybe
1: just like number of people there or yeah um you know like number of people with accounts there or something straightforward yeah. like that
0: yeah so go yeah go out and 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 if our main character doesn't have it right away then they have to go find it right so if we want to be a little more of like a quest or something right like or if the, he
1: offers a few things off the top of his head and there's they're like no we have all those already you know something that good but that we don't know about you know and then he has to go back and maybe dig through his social network and try to you know because we can I think what's cool about that is if he's looking for a tip um, uh, that he doesn't have then we see firsthand like how to tips become currency Right? We dramatize that. Uh, yes. Like Wait. we'll see that he will go out looking for one. He needs to get it by giving somebody something. You know, he has to find the person who has the tip he wants, offer them something, try to figure out what they want that he can give them. Um, that might be an interesting thing. I don't know what that would be, but you know, maybe it's something that requires him to go ask his former partner something or something he doesn't want to do for character reason. And then, you know, he gets the tip from them. And then, you know, maybe it's bad. And then what happens? Or I don't know. I'm just spinning it out. But I'm thinking that's I'd like to see that sort of tip economy. That that's Yeah. An interesting yeah. Thing so, maybe, to- so
0: maybe the broad strokes, that is like a good beat for the first trial. Yeah. Uh, And then, uh, so then maybe we can sort of like extrapolate the core elements of the second trial too, because in in the story, the second trial has many steps, like probably too many actually, but it's like the, the crux of it is he basically has to submit to kind of being tortured. Right. Uh, Right. right. Like, so he has to, uh, you know, allow his like pain threshold setting to be uh, set, you know, uh, higher so that he can experience higher pain. Right. Um. He has to sort of as a sign of like trust, you know, he has to uh, th- something that wouldn't not work anymore. I think given our current rules is in the story, he sort of gives access to his like pre transition memories, uh, which they then sort of use to like to torment him, right, by, like, summoning things from his past that are troubling. Like, that wouldn't really fly Oh,
1: anymore. yeah. I feel like we could still do a version of that if he surrenders, like, admin access to his homeworld or something. And then that might have memories. I don't know if they're pre-transition memories in that case, but that might have memories stored in it that they could tra- torture him with or something.
0: Maybe. I mean it depends how much time he's spent on that homeworld, right? Like Yeah. Um and and you know, that actually is a side question, right? Like yeah. what is the uh what is this guy's homeworld, right? That's gonna be like a major character thing. Right. Um which uh, you know, it could be their own private homeworld, in which case, like how do they have it configured, which is says something about our character um, it also, you know, I, I'm thinking there would be a fair number of like, you know, worlds that people would share. So like if he's on some sort of like shared dormitory world with other people, right. Um, you know, maybe an artist colony of some kind or whatever it is like that suits this guy. I mean, honestly, it might, that might make a lot of sense because if this character is sort of trying to like play in this like status economy, right. They He might want to cluster You know somewhere where you can build those connections right
1: right right he could have joined a makerspace world where everybody's like super ambitious and trying to make it and they're supposedly helping each other out but it's all a lot of backbiting and stuff
0: (laughs) yeah because like where did he meet this this partner right (laughs) right i mean unless this partner is someone he knew before the transition uh then he had to find like this partner as like a like-minded person and where did he get the idea that you could make it right there's got to be some like sort of maker culture that he picked that up from right so it would sort of make sense i mean it doesn't literally have to be his homeworld setting he could still have a separate homeworld somewhere else but there might be some sort of like home base that he spends a lot of time in or has credits in or has like you know like sort of a temporary like base in then you know right um so that's that, that that's something that we would also have to figure out, I think. Um Yeah, it's something just like something important just popped into my head and totally slipped out a second ago. What's that? Um like well, what Right, right. Okay. Yeah, I know what it is. So this character, right? He are they zero generation, right? I think that was, again, that was... Uh, like, meaning, yeah,
1: that's a big question.
0: Meaning, were they born before or after the transition? That's hugely important. I think in the story, they were born before. I think there's some strong argument for that because um, it might make this character a little easier to identify with. I think that, but, and
1: also more likely to be satisfied, right? I mean, if you've only ever known this world... It's going to feel a lot less weird. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of like the idea that this guy is, you know, kind of old, like he's 100 years old or something because he's been, you know, he was whatever age and then he was, he's been in there for a while, 50 years or more. And uh, he's, you know, tried to adapt to this new reality, but is struggling. I like, I like the idea that he's zero gen. I mean, has... I don't know how old he was when the transition happened, we can decide that. But I think he shouldn't have experienced at least some of life on Earth. Uh, for the reason you mentioned and also for I like the idea that he's been in the constellation for a while. So if it's been a hundred years, then he's been in there for a hundred years. If it's been fifty years, he's been in there for fifty years.
0: That's right. Well so and then we'll need to know, you know how yeah how old were they when the transition happened did they have a job or career before then do they have like family that's still around in the inside the constellation that you right. know i mean they would have some family and friends from that time but do they still like associate with them
1: yeah um, i think we want that to be i think we want the answer to that to be yes because again that's relatable and i think that that will be common enough that nobody's going to argue we are doing something unrealistic um I think it would be cool if like one particular family member, you know, deleted themselves. That's right. Maybe maybe they were depressed or maybe they couldn't handle the transition or maybe something else. So maybe he has a little bit of grief, um, but that he still has other friends and family, you know, from that time that he at least has some connections with. And, you know, I also like the idea that maybe they don't value this um, status game the way he does. And maybe his, his, you know remaining family members who are around or something um you know are like why do you work so hard at this why don't you just like hang out here with us on like pleasure farm (laughs) you know that's
0: right yeah i mean having the family members is like really useful because you know one of them could be religious uh Or like, uh, because we recently talked about this, this is in my head, one of them could have had a pet before the transition that they were like really obsessed with. And so since you can't easily get pets out of their own homeworlds, that person just spends all their time on that pet's world, uh, you know, uh, or or just all of the weird sort of like kinds of characters we've thought of could right. be potentially family members or friends. Right. Um, you know if you wanted to show a lot of them, then I, I don't know, like, you'd almost have to be like, you know, was, is there like a still like family reunions or something that happen periodically? You think you know, there might be, right? I mean,
1: I would think that if anything, that'd be easier to put together because the travel's costless and it could just be for an hour, you know, and people could be all involved in all kinds of weird things and then have a family reunion for an hour and then be gone again, you know? So Yeah, I would would think there'd be that. I would think there would be, you know, communication worlds where there'd be the equivalent of a family group chat that people are signing in to quickly get caught up on, leave a message, and then leave again. Um, So I would think, you know, to the extent that you are, that you want to keep up with your family, you'd be able to do it uh, very well. Right, Um, but there'd
0: be a lot of drift, right, because, like, you know, again, it depends how long it's been since the transition. Right, but right. If you it's just been, get used
1: to your other worlds. I agree. Yeah.
0: If it's been 50 years, you know, at some point you might be like, you know, why am I still going to these family reunions? These people are like, are from a distant past, it seems like now.
1: Well, that's the perfect dramatic moment to be at for him, right? Like he's still doing it, but he's questioning why he's doing it because they don't support what he does. They don't seem to value the same things as him anymore. You know, uh, to the extent that they had shared experiences, those are getting further and further in the past. And, you know, maybe he's feeling less connection to them than before.
0: Yeah, so maybe, uh, maybe during one of these trials, uh, one of the ones where he's free to roam, like, say, that first one. Uh, you know, he's out looking for tips and, uh... You know, he's like that sort of coincides with like this semi-regular family reunion thing. And uh, maybe he hasn't even gone to the last three or something, but he goes to this one because he's like, well, you know, I can ask them, right? Maybe one of them has a lead
1: on something. Ha, yeah. Right? Well, if he just goes to like fish for leads, then people are going to be pissed at him too. I think that's funny
0: yeah, well, there's a little bit of conflict there and right yeah. and then and then through that interaction, we can like like maybe learn uh, about a lot of different other ways of living uh, inside the constellation. So that, that, I think that would be like very useful.
1: right. Yeah, we can learn about some of the cultural conflicts, right? I mean, I think it's a good metaphor to use to tell people that these are the conflicts, right? because it's sort of like a Thanksgiving dinner or something and you know, you right. have your crazy racist uncle, but in this case, it's like you have your crazy defaultist uncle. Right. Or you have your uh, crazy, you know, cosmopolitan cousin who, uh, you know, lives in a, a seven billion person um, city world. Or you, you know, I mean, like you have like these different points of view, and they are all forced to eat with each other, so they're fighting and they're, you know, uh, trying to um, one up one another and everything. You can kind of get a sense of where are the conflict lines in society. I was I think that's cool. I mean I think that'll be a relatable but uh understandable way of getting some of that stuff out.
0: Yeah, that's right. Cause I think we gotta yeah, the our universe is so strange, right? Like we gotta we gotta constantly be like finding ways to like anchor it in experiences that people will find find kind of familiar.
1: Exactly. Yeah. We need to whenever possible because it is so weird. And uh, and because we want human nature to be relatively unchanged in this world, because we're not reprogramming our genes or our brains, right? So, uh, you know, we're still human beings in there. We're still going to be attracted to many classic human things, like such as a meal together with uh, uh, our families. But then those things will still, you know, hu- human desires will still... Um, rule those things as they do now. So yeah, I think we want to try to lean toward those things when we can, because so much of it can be so fantastical and wild and we don't want it to be cold.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so that all feels good. So, um, but let's see, we took, a that was sort of all sort of a tangent. Cause we were talking about the second trial yeah. being so again, in the story, it was just about enduring right it was just about enduring something right um whether or not he can be tortured with his own memories i'm again I, I you were saying maybe that's possible with access to the home world i'm not sure i mean giving up access to your home world would certainly be like an act of trust so like a I mean, kind we, of
1: crazy one you know i mean depending on how much access we're talking about but if yeah. you were to give somebody like complete access on your home world i mean that's part of this whole um Yeah, like that's pretty close to giving them life or death power over you. So, and, you know, whether tortured with your own memories is the best trial here, I think, is actually somewhat questionable, full stop. I mean, I think torture is an interesting idea, um, both enduring torture and inflicting it. They're both interesting ideas and, you know, potentially having him do one or both of those things. Um, perhaps well, some sort of sequence. Like it, it might be interesting if he's forced to in, in, inflict some kind of torture.
0: Well, the third it, trial, I mean, is not torture, but he has he has no, to somehow but it's kill it's, someone.
1: It's death, which is like I think a step up from torture. But I, I was saying if 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 he's forced to torture somebody, kind of um, Stanford Prison Experiment style, you know, induced to to torture somebody. And then he is... The second part of that trial is, like, he has to endure the same torture that he put them through. It's maybe kind of interesting. Like, maybe it appears to be, like, an empathy test. <laughs> or, like, a kind of empathy oh, lesson, almost. Huh. You know what I mean? And and, and maybe gives cover for <laughs> the, the sort of truly sadistic nature of what's going on. Um, I, I don't know. That sort of interests me as, like, a kind of... I, I guess my... Big problem with the torture is I'm not sure what it gives the club. Like I really like the first one because it gives them something and I understand how the third one works, but the, the second one to me, I don't know, I think is maybe worth considering.
0: Well, wait, uh, how does the third, the third one doesn't really give them anything either. I mean, it's sort of a, I mean, it's a loyalty test of kind. Of it's an kind.
1: incredible loyalty test that, um, you know, breaks an extreme taboo. It kind of gives them like blackmail power over this person forever. Um, because I would imagine that killing someone in this world is even more heinous than in our world because the potential life years are so many more. Plus uh, it's so hard to do. So from the, because of those two facts, I think people would really, really shun a murderer. Um, so I, I think it gives them this tremendous power over the individual uh, as well as it being a, a very costly signal of loyalty. Um, and then, you know, I do think there's, I, I, I can justify that one in my head. Um, uh, but I'm having a harder time with the second one. Um, but I think it is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think torture is interesting. I'm not ruling it out. I want to continue thinking about that and see if we can come up with a, a, a second trial that we like better.
0: Well, I like the idea, though, that the tr- the contents of the second trial come from the club rep and not from him, right? Because the the first trial uh, is, is it, you know, again, if we go with any of the stuff we're saying so far, but we're saying like he maybe has to go out and find a particular world that meets certain specifications. So that's Something coming like that. from him. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And the third trial is he has to find a way to kill someone, so that's coming from him. Okay. So it would be kind of nice if if the other trial was him uh, dealing with or enduring through something that came from the club rep. Mm-hmm. And because you know there's uh, a little bit of a hazing metaphor to this, it makes sense to me that it would be enduring something. I think that's yeah. such a vague phrase that it could be. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it doesn't yeah. have to be torture. Yeah. It could be. Um, you know i mean maybe he has to uh, um, defeat a very hard puzzle or game or something or, or you know that they've sort of
1: contrived for
0: him right um, right
1: right 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 yeah in a uh, we should look at all these, there's all these classic trial stories i mean hercules is just one of them but there's so many of them uh should look at those and see if there's anything good in the you know was the the kind of thing, I mean we want something that interfaces with some rules, right? Like I think the story of Hercules with the um, stables or whatever the fields, right, is a good one where it's like he's supposed to clean all these fields and then he just redirects a river and it washes away all the fields. You know? Oh,
0: uh, you know it's been yeah. I mean it's, Any- I I think, those, I think those think for the, ages. I
1: think that's the details of the story. Feel free to correct me. I'm not like I'm not looking this up right now. That's what is popping into my head off the top of my head. I think that's right. And if that's the case, then I think what's good about that is I think Hera is like annoyed with him for having technically fulfilled the duty, but not done it the way she wanted, you know? And I think it's kind of cool if, like, if the rep can come up with something, okay, you have to endure this obstacle course that I've created for you, whatever it is. And then he does so, but somehow he uses some intelligence to like get through it more easily or to somehow circumvent the worst part of it or something. Um and again the guy is like a little bit disappointed in him. Like he's like, Okay, yeah, you did you didn't you will be moving forward to the next trial, but like you kind of cheated on this one, or like you, you found a loophole, or you know, I, I think if there's some way like I think we want to keep pushing the audience toward this idea of, like, pay attention to the rules, manipulate the rules, figure out the rules. And so I want to see him doing some of that and having some success, I think, in the second trial.
0: Right. I guess it sort of, it seems like what you're pushing towards, again, like the, the, the first and third trials involve gaming the rules in the larger constellation but i still think there's a possibility that the second trial just to be different involves like gaming the rules within a particular world that is you know maybe it's maybe it's set up by the club or maybe it's not maybe it's just a world that the club identifies and is like you need to go to this world and accomplish this but i kind of like the idea that that one is like a little more provincial of a task where he
1: sure. Well, and I definitely like the idea that the club rep is actively involved in the second trial. I think you're right about that. Like we want him on the world with him, whatever the world is, whatever the specific thing is, you know, you have to carry me on your back across this desert or whatever, you know? Um, something where he can be talking to him and we can be learning about the club rep. And I want to learn more about who the club rep is too. Like part of what I think we're doing here is the club rep should be a character and he should have some genuine sympathy for this guy. And some, he should be able to see some things that the, that our main character can't see, you know? Um, Because he is in some ways the villain of the story. He should be,
0: He's the antagonist, certainly.
1: Yeah. I think in some in some senses he is the villain. And he he so he should be uh you know, a smart and empathetic villain who is here for his own reasons, and you and I know what those are. And he's you know everything he's doing has a purpose, so we should um
0: Yeah, we should definitely flesh uh, that character out.
1: Yeah, like learn more about him so that later when we know what his purpose was, it all makes sense, basically. Um, But yeah, I think that's a great, that second trial is a good opportunity to have his character more come out. And then the third trial, like you're saying, will be more up to the guy because he's going to have to go from world to world finding a place where he can kill a man, uh, basically. Um, He'll have to find the Reno of the Constellation. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes exactly yeah. um okay so yeah so first tr- so okay so that second trial is still a little vague but yeah i think that that constraint is good because mm-hmm. that makes it different mm-hmm. um and you're you know you're talking about like you know how can we like draw out the club rep character it, m- it might make sense to sort of pause and just like sort of list the characters right because like i you know something that, that uh you know i I, I i've learned from like uh film school and maybe you heard this too is like you know it's kind of like there's a certain number of characters that it, you you generally want to have to make a story work not that you can't break this rule but um
1: right well like it's hard to keep track if you have too many and if you have fewer than like eight it it doesn't really feel like a full story sometimes
0: yeah for like a feature film like they tend to say like eight is kind of seven the, or eight yeah Like, like that are like real characters and not just extras that pop in or as like kind of like the magic ballpark figure. And I think, you know, a graphic novel is not that different than a feature in terms of scope. I feel like,
1: uh, this one's not, I mean, you could have like a 1000 page graphic novel that would be different, but this is what we're trying to do is I think roughly feature between one and two features in scope, (laughs) you know? Sure. So, yeah. I mean, it yeah. might
0: it might be a little more than you could if easily. If we had ten, cram. I think we could
1: handle it. But I don't think we want to yeah. have eighteen named characters or anything like that.
0: Yeah. Uh- but I think like in Let Go, we had about seven or eight. Like when you you know factor in like some of the side characters and stuff. Like so.
1: Right. Right.
0: Um. Okay. So so we've got we've got our our main character, we've got our our the partner, right? Obviously, yep. these are people are going to need names. Uh, we've got uh the club rep. Yep. Um, I mean these are the only ones we have that are essential. We now know we need family members. We need some right? family
1: members. We don't know exactly which ones, but at least two or three to represent different viewpoints.
0: Uh so maybe family member times two or so. Let's we'll say times um two question mark. Okay. And that's kind of where we're at, which feels like you know, we're missing some
1: well, Some I think, characters. you know, we're describing a short story at this point, um, but I think each trial is going to need at least one, maybe two or three major characters in it.
0: Ah, well, there's the person that he, that he, that he goes to kill, right? So that the target, we Kill could say. target? It, that is potentially, I mean, that also may not be much of a character, maybe just more of a m- sort of MacGuffin type device. No, but...
1: I think we should develop that character fully. I almost feel like we should do like an Alan Moore type thing and like. Jump to the movie world's movie about that character or something like right before he goes to the world to kill them, you know. Like, I feel like, the don't movie you think story world's
0: t- movie about the- uh, You we, mean just like we go to some I'm in confused world by media. your reference to movies all of a sudden?
1: I just mean like we go, we, we go to some in world media or we go to some like we go to his autobiography book or we go to his uh, like. I just mean like we 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 go completely outside the story, outside of the main character's perspective, to like some third person perspective. Okay, to show like the history of the character who you are about to hear a story about, but who you don't really know.
0: Well, this raises a really, really? important question, be right? Because what? implicit in the way you're putting that is like, yeah, uh, yours. I mean, are you saying that obviously we've got the uh, the third person POV? Of the main character right is like a lot of this story right um are you saying with this in-world media reference that you only want to do in-world media like for other perspectives you don't want to like say just wholesale jump to the third person pov perspective of the target right no I, we uh, could
1: totally do that i we could totally do that too i thought it would be like just uh, the added i i was thinking that the storytelling value of the added seeming objectivity of like the in-world media might give it particular weight. Like got it. Like if I was watching a Hitchcock movie and then halfway through the movie, it cut to like a fake Fox movie tone newsreel about a character. I'd be like, uh Oh, (laughs) this character's about to be important. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just like, like, there is something just pleasing about that to me, but no, I don't, I'm not saying we should make like a hard rule that perspectives are always locked or anything like that. Sure, I, I well, think constellation can show you a third person perspective on anything., uh, and then the only question I would have is, are we if we're gonna have any first person perspective, if we're gonna have anybody's like voice inner thoughts, v- inner thoughts in a box or their POV shots of literally what they're looking at in the in the frames, if that if we are deciding to do that, then we should I think limit the number of characters who can do that, um, maybe not to one, maybe to three, but um, certainly, not to like arbitrary characters um, but I think third person perspective should be shown yeah for yeah. anyone at any time as the story wants I don't think I don't want to put us in that box <laughs> yeah yeah now, I mean, now
0: may, maybe yeah. the the short story is biasing me on this front but I'm thinking actually that you know there's a lot of that first person might make a lot of sense and so many comics have used that first person perspective you know yeah 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 i
1: i think first person for at least the main character makes sense and i wouldn't necessarily say we can't have first person for like the main character's father on that character's home world when we jump there if we want to i think that's okay but i wouldn't want to have it for or if the partner or the villain i think those characters could all potentially also be first person if we want but got it i could also go with we don't do that. I mean... Okay. But at the at the minimum, I think, yeah, we should allow ourselves to do voiceover for the main character so that we can feel really close to him um, and get his thoughts when they're the most relevant way of telling the story. I mean, I don't want to use him as too much of a crutch, but I think there's, you know, it's a power of comics that you can give some access to the inner thoughts, so why not use it? You know, yeah, absolutely. Cool, cool power. I mean...
0: <laughs> uh yeah even our simulators don't have that power so exactly we might as well use it <laughs> exactly. uh okay so we've got the main character the partner the club rep probably at least two family members uh let's say for now in the target yeah. that gets us up to like six you know we're in the ballpark right it's like there's right. probably one at least one other type of character that we're missing um you know well maybe you know in
1: a lot of stories there is a love interest
0: true so we don't currently
1: have one of those so that's uh, a possibility
0: yeah well and i think like i would even think about like what role does so if if it's the kind of if it's like someone they're already in a relationship with it's like a partner in that sense then i then it sort of like falls in the same category as the family members to me it's like uh sort of part of their network that we show um and we have conflicts with of course but if it's a love interest like it's a you know an an object of affection you know but like you know that has that has not come to fruition right um you know like like the reason that he wants to be accepted into the club is because he thinks like that's going to make him more attractive to this love interest as you see in many stories right like it could uh, be that
1: or it could be in his attempt to do the thing for the club he meets someone he's interested in and that becomes a, a sort of a distraction or like a conflict to him. And at a certain point he has to choose between pursuing the club and pursuing the person.
0: Right, right. Yeah, so that's interesting because like we have right now...
1: It's to show what he values, you know? A
0: character that's pretty, you know, monomaniacal, right? Uh, right. And we know that ultimately they make the choice to go ahead with... The trials, right? Like, sort of, no matter what the cost. I think that's, we're pretty, I think, committed to that end result. But Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's but, where yeah. we're going with this character, but I think let's make that as hard for him as possible. Or Sure. Her, now you way. Could, we, we don't have to make him him.
0: Right. So if you're trying to put obstacles in the way of him easily saying yes to the trials, then, you know, a, a love interest that, that's at odds could be that. But that could also just be a family member um, as well. Yeah. Um, and if you're trying to give some extra motivation to why they want status in the first place, that could be handled by, like, maybe there's an aspirational figure that they aspire to be. Yeah, like a I was just
1: thinking about that. I was just thinking about, you know what would be great is to have an Alan Cho type character like we had in Let Go, right? Like a kind of aspirational... Steve Jobs or John Lennon of this world or whatever the success story. Somebody who had made a great world that he that or the person that got him I- interested in making worlds in the first place, or the person who you know who's who he finds most inspiring in some way, and he doesn't have a personal relationship with this person. There, so maybe he met them once or something, but he doesn't, you know, um, hang out with them, but they figure into the story first as a symbol. And then maybe later there's like a moment where they have an actual interaction or maybe, uh, you know, maybe he does something crazy. (laughs) I could see this guy like, you know, coming up to his idol and really making a fool of himself. Maybe that's a memory that he has, or maybe that's maybe something with the second trial has to do with that. I don't know. For some reason, I just had a vision in my head of like somebody else piloting his avatar. You know, I don't know if that's something that is even possible in this world. I might want to think about or that. Or if we
0: but, uh or if we really want to be mean to our main character, which I kind of do. <laughs> he well, then he, you know, he dissolves his uh partnership with his his partner and then, you know, his partner goes on to great success and he sees that person with Yeah, he gets to meet the John drawing.
1: Lennon, Steve Jobs character. Yeah, that's a cool idea. I like that. I Yeah, I think something with i think some kind of like uh, an aspirational leader creator character uh might be a n- nice eighth main character that might give us our our main our main cast well
0: that gets us up to s- i mean again the family member times two is a little vague right but that gets us up to up to 7 uh i the other thing i'm thinking about is I- again well, eight, if, if he- you count
1: the love interest as not one of the family members I was
0: right. Well, again, it, to me, it depends what job the the love interest is fulfilling. So, yeah, I'll put love interest down. I'm thinking uh, as, a,
1: as an obstacle. So if it's not a love interest, then maybe it's um, another potential partner to, you know, somebody else pr- uh, pr- approaches him about making a world. Maybe somebody who really liked his last failed world, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know. A fan. Uh, a fan. His, like he has one fan. fan, maybe. And that fan's like, I'm going to get into world making because you inspired me. Do you want to be my partner now that you guys are broken up, you know, and maybe turns him down and maybe that one goes to the other partner and they, they make a great world who, and they get to meet the leader or something. I don't know. Right. Right. am spinning that all uh, together. It doesn't have to go so neatly, Well, Okay.
0: But, I'm putting, I'm putting all these ideas down. So the, the fan is, is, a, is a funny one. Uh, yeah,
1: I kind of like the idea of a fan
0: as long, as long as we're brainstorming. I'm also, you know, if he does live in some kind of like artist colony world
1: oh right people he lives with yep
0: like you know uh fellow art colony members and or or like the landlord of that world right like
1: you know who's in charge there right right? the admin in that world um
0: does he have to does he have to pay dues to 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 reside there and and benefit from The social connections there i don't know like again it depends how much of this stuff has been built up uh, right maybe everybody who
1: lives there has to spend a certain amount of time building up the world they're in in order to then you know build up credits or something to then go build their own worlds or maybe they do skill exchange where they teach each other how to do different kind of kit bashing and exec work
0: they give each other notes
1: yeah oh yeah they go to each other's worlds and then give each other notes yeah it's like kind of like a makerspace writers group right um, so if it's like a workshop then, workshop then like who's yeah.
0: uh i mean honestly this could be the same person as the success story person right potentially could be, the yeah. person running the uh the sort of writers group here right right uh potent yeah potentially yeah um but uh okay so yeah i think you, now we have like more than we need and it's just a matter of like which of these are good threads
1: well so those will be yeah some subset of those will be like the important people and then we'll have some less important people in the world like some religious founders and some uh you know some random people that are just in one story or something you know somebody who's living on a dog's world because they can't you know get the dog out or uh somebody who's Uh, got their kids trapped in a world, even though the kids are full grown or some, you know, some little, little thing that is a result of, of some rule that we've set.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah. But I think like, I I think I'm feeling pretty confident that branching off of this main character, we're going to be able to like get a lot of that fun stuff in. Yep. Um, and yeah, the three trials thing or four trials, whatever it ends up being like, Mm -hmm. just, it just feels like a handy structure. Um,
1: no, it's very have, classic and and it yeah. feels, you know, it's mythic, but I think in a good way. Like, I think we want to, I think we want to evoke some of that mythic feeling in the story without uh, being too much, you know, Star Wars-y about it. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. A little, cl- right, a little well, closer to the ground maybe than that. Well, anyway. there's
0: no chosen one. <laughs> so.
1: Right. There's no chosen one and there's no... Uh, there's no force. There's no magic force. Although there is... I mean, there is a force in a way because the whole universe is magic, but it's just everyone can use it. And, you know, how much time you spend talking to your exec is really the only kind of limiting factor. It's not like some inborn power. But on that issue,
0: like like I do think some people, superstitious people and or religious people would believe in a kind of force, which in this world would mean like, again, these special permissions, right? Like I heard... That members of this club, you know, can just like snap their fingers and take control of any world they're in because they have some kind of root password that none of us have. Right, right.
1: right. Well, mythic root access is like just, I think, really cool. That's kind of like the idea of the force. But I
0: think like, you know, we've sort of made a decision that while people might have superstitions about that, I don't think we're going to actually confirm that any of that stuff exists, at least not, you know in in the scope of this graphic novel. Yeah,
1: I'd be happy to meet someone who is searching for root as like a side character, but I don't think this is not a story about finding root in your in your constellation universe. This is a story about again, like what happens if all the rules work exactly as intended. Um but for somebody this has got to be a disaster. So that's what we're we're going to focus on. <laughs> right. yeah Uh, all right well this is feeling actually pretty good what else did you want to cover in today's uh talk
0: well i was just gonna say i think we're getting near the end of the episode yeah uh i just i think the last thing i'll bring up because it's i'm looking at the story right now is the story uh, does a little bit of shuffling of time like in a small way.. Mm-hmm. Um, it does the thing where it, you know starts later in the story and then and then cuts back to the beginning. So specifically,, mm. uh, the way this short story opens is with him being told by the club rep. That uh for your third and final trial you have to kill someone and then and then uh, immediately jumps back to the beginning. And I'm just curious like what your gut reaction to that structure is.
1: My gut reaction to that structure is that we don't need that for the comic. I'm not opposed to it, and if you want to try it that way, I'd be happy to. But um I kind of feel like I think we could do this linearly if he start like if we just start with him approaching, um, the the club world. At well, the our,
0: wouldn't our first scene though have to be him having a big fight with his partner?
1: It could be, or we could uh, have that come out in some kind of you know memlog recording when he's back on his. Thing, or it could come out when he's talking to the partner the first time. I don't know. Uh, we can, I could see it going any number of ways. Look, I, I'm not like opposed to, you know, uh, having a, I'm, what do you call that? Uh, a,
0: yeah, what? There is a name for uh, that, right?
1: Like, pr- prolepsis or something like that is the name, I think. It's where they, yeah, yeah something like that. So I'm not opposed to that. And uh, certainly that is a cool moment, like saying you have to kill someone and then you know that that's coming. Um uh, so I do like the, you know, the suspense that that creates. Um,
0: you know, it's a bit more of a granular question than we need to address this yeah. second. But I just yeah. wanted to throw that out there and say, like, uh, that's something that's in the story that, you know, we could do or not. And and actually, just the very idea of do we want to be totally linear or not? is That's us like,
1: thinking, yeah. yeah. It, it, it raises the issue of how linear do we want to be with this. And I am just... Gut feeling, and I'm open to whatever. But I, I gut feeling, I'm thinking that nonlinearity is going. Like, I think that we might be able to fit all the nonlinear stuff we want to do into aspects of the world, whether that's media or memlogs or other sort of aspects of the world. Um, well, yeah, we
0: don't really have memlogs, right? Other than, like, what no, you could do, do with, within we, a single world. Right, right? They're,
1: but they're all contained in worlds, but so what? I mean, we definitely are going to have... I mean, this character is going to have spent a lot of time designing this one world with this partner of his. A lot of these things would have taken place there and been recorded. So as long as he's there or the other character is there, they can be played back. Um...
0: Right, I'm just specifying that like, like you have to be in that world they were working on to play Sure, that
1: sure. So they're not like... Yeah, so if we want to show a character vi- viewing a Memlog, we have to show them in the correct location for the Memlog to work. Uh, that's right. Uh, that's a limitation that we've set up. I, I, I'm fine with that. Um, if we want to show media, then ostensibly that media exists in the world in which it was created. Um, but again, that seems okay to me um yeah i don't know i guess i i have this just gut feeling that i think it would be cool to try to tell the story linearly and do the non-linear aspects through um the non-linear aspects of the world as they work but if that doesn't work then we can chop it all up Uh, and i'm definitely not opposed to a truly non-linear storytelling approach if that suits it better Okay. Uh, yeah,
0: well well that's just like uh you know, that's a topic maybe to resolve later, but just yeah, uh interesting. Yeah. Uh yeah, I can see doing it the way you're describing and uh, we'll just we'll just have to see as we get like more detailed.
1: Um I'm trying to remember in uh in Watchmen, is that how Watchmen is structured? Is all the nonlinear stuff media? Or is it uh, or are there also flashbacks that are like narrated by Rorschach or something.
0: Uh, I should know this because I just reread Watchmen, but I think that it's... Yeah, I think it all the nonlinear stuff comes from media...
1: That's like how I remember it. That could be actually wrong. <laughs> but I, I think just the fact that I remember it that way makes it sort of a cool goal. And then if we can't do it or if we feel like but, it's not best, I'm I'm okay with just going But Watchmen
0: like does this thing where like, yeah. you know, sometimes the media is like motivated, like, you know, Rorschach is talking to uh, the therapist or something. Right. And so, I mean, that's not even really media. It's just like he's being asked about his past and he answers. Right. And then we right. see it. Uh, but then uh, sometimes it's just literally like sandwiched in between issues, right? Like, like, or what we would call issues, right? Like, like, like one sort of like story block finishes and then we're just going to insert an excerpt from a biography here. Right. Um, and so... Yeah, like and we talked about like, like, for example, for the one of the religions probably has like a, a, a dialogues text or something, right? Like, which is like dialogues with the exec, right? Right. Um, and I still think that's a cool idea. And that's the kind of thing maybe you could just like, are we going to just drop stuff in maybe with some preset intervals so it feels, you know, focused and organized, right? Like the way that like we had interstitial ads and, and let go. Or are we only going to show that stuff when, like, a character, you know, metaphorically pushes play on a memory or something, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely imagining not holding ourselves to that level of standard. Just as long as it's, like, plausible that someone could be watching the media in the universe, then I think I'm okay with just showing the media as it exists. Right. Um, But, again, I don't know. I mean, we can... Sometimes it's fun to just try to do limits like that and just see what happens <laughs> and then, you know, we can keep it or not. Yeah. I'm I'm like very open to at least attempting uh limits okay. of those times. So if you feel like one might work or something like very you know, let's just try Yeah.
0: It. I mean as we're talking about I'm glad like all this stuff is being floated now, but yeah, as we're talking about it, I'm kind of like realizing that, you know, really this is a second order concern, right? Like first first sure. we need our plot and our characters and yeah. our you know, and then Th- then we can like structure it right yeah in this yeah sense. yeah I
1: think we should structure it linearly so that we have a good idea of the cause and effect of everything and then if that's not the best way to tell the story we can you know we can always yeah. shuffle it up and uh certainly in in features you know non-linearity is often something that's imposed at the editing phase you know uh, famously in uh uh the Kubrick movie uh uh the one about the race killing kill something like that killing. Okay. Is that right? Oh, uh, like Killers? one of his Killers? first Killers? movies. Is it earlier? Right? Yeah, the early. It's one of at his earlier racetrack. movies. They're, at the racetrack.
0: There, it's like a heist at a racetrack.
1: Exactly, and it starts it's the kill- yeah. with the end, and then it goes back. But it was not written like that, and it wasn't shot with that intention. And it was one of the very first, you know, times that that was done. And then I think that's happened many times in film history, where, you know, you write something linearly, and then you realize when you're watching it back that like, oh, this would be more exciting if we started here. Um, so we can. I think we can. Keep our minds open to that, but also just see if we can make it work linearly and see how that goes. And then obviously, we're going to be te- filling in some holes of what happened before, uh, but we can be using storytelling, media, and then if necessary, we can just use flashbacks. I mean, I'm not opposed to them. Uh, and they don't have to be the, you know, when I say flashback, I just mean going back in time. I don't mean a character remembers something and we go diddly doot, diddly doot, and then, you know, show their memory. We don't have to do it that way um, necessarily. Cool. I think, yeah, all that stuff is so established in storytelling language. Now I think any of it can be used without really calling attention to itself.
0: Right. Right. Although, uh, you know, I, and I think we've said this before, our universe is strange enough that maybe that generally militates towards being
1: right. You know, as, as linear like, as possible. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Or
0: at least like, you know, yeah. Staying well, if we, do go non-linear, like then staying within well-worn and understood structures that the audience is not going to have a problem grasping quickly, right? Because we don't. Yeah, wanna, that's
1: going to be a challenge throughout for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. That is uh, that's what we've got of our our plot so far, and thanks for joining us on this ride.
1: Yeah, we will uh, get into something different next time. I'm not sure exactly what. Well, but, we raised uh, a ton of questions, so we sure we'll did. pick one. This has been Constellation, Making the Graphic Novel. Our theme song is Pomona by Audios. To subscribe to this podcast, look us up on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher application. You can find us on Twitter or on the web at constellationpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.